Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Welcome back, amazing educators. I'm so glad you're with me today. I've started noticing on social media many posts from uh, other teacher groups, and they're encouraging teachers to set boundaries for themselves at work, which I have to say, I totally agree with boundaries. 100%. But here's where I'm getting a little concerned. I'm concerned about how they're presenting it and how they don't really break down what a boundary really is and how they work in a way that supports us instead of a way that results in us feeling angry, guilty, or powerless. So boundaries are completely for us. So healthy boundaries promote self-responsibility and empowerment. They lead to closer relationships with others. So by contrast, weak boundaries promote like this enmeshment and emotional childhood behavior, childlike behavior that only really separates us from others and distances us from others. It creates a barrier between relationships instead of strengthening that love and caring component in relationships. So I wanted to talk today more about what I have learned about true healthy boundaries and share that with you. So when you see these things, you can think about, well, how do I really set a healthy boundary for myself? So let's start with the idea that boundaries are not meant for anything having to do with the other person. Okay? It is not a way to control other people or their behavior. They get to be whomever they are, and we set ourselves up for how we want to show up for ourselves. That's where the boundaries come in. So we may ask them to change a behavior, but a boundary is really drawing a circle around what we will accept in their behavior and what we will do if the undesired behavior persists. So again, it's about what we will do, not what they will do. So I like to use a sentence frame that many educators are familiar with that help make it clear. It's, if you blank, then I will blank. So think about this like property boundaries. We don't allow people we don't know to just walk into our house and start using our things, right? We have a boundary around that. You come into my house uninvited, I will call the police. <laughs> Seems pretty clear. Here's what we don't do, though. We don't tell every person who walks past our house that we're going to call the cops if they come in, right? <laughs> that seems a little crazy, doesn't it? Uh, it's really not until a boundary is crossed that we need to communicate to the person that they have crossed a boundary and then clearly state the consequences that, that you will do, right? So again, the action is what you will do if they don't stop. So this is all about how you will act. So let's dig into this a little deeper because this is where the cautionary tale lies. Often we set what we think are boundaries, but it's really manipulation. It's not about you changing their behavior. 
Again, it's about what you will do in response to unwanted behavior. Okay, so others don't have to understand or agree with your boundary. You should be prepared for that. But when you set the boundary out of love for yourself and the other person, you can tell them your truth without attacking or yelling at them. So that's the difference. We don't want this to be manipulation, right? So many people come at this from a place of frustration and anger because they think things like, what the heck? You know, I set a clear boundary. Like I know that I don't want you coming over without calling. So now you're still coming over without calling and now you're forcing me to lock the door. (laughs) Remember, the person isn't forcing you to do anything. You are just going to follow through with your set consequence of not allowing them to come in because they violated your boundary of calling first. In the case that you have shared your boundary with them already. Don't make people guess what your boundaries are. If you don't like coming people coming over without being invited over or calling first, then you need to tell them that out of love, right? Emphasize with them that it isn't about them. This is you taking care of yourself. And that's the piece I think is getting muddied out there in social media. Social media, I feel, is still portraying it like we are going to blame other people for what they are asking us to do. And then we get angry and frustrated because we feel we have to do it, okay? So here's the other piece I want us to think about. We have to set boundaries from a place of peace and love or we really aren't ready to set a boundary. So if you're trying to manipulate someone else's behavior for your own benefit so you can avoid having to follow through on consequences, or if you're blaming, if you're negative, if you're frustrated and trying to push someone out of your life or some action out of your life, you're not in a place that is ideal for setting boundaries. So really, how do we set healthy boundaries? So proper proper boundaries come from a place of love. And I said that before. We might have to work through some of our emotions, especially if we're feeling frustrated, angry, or upset before we can be ready to set a healthy boundary. So sometimes that can come in the form of journaling, that can come in the form of asking myself some questions like what is really happening here? What do I need to do for myself to feel better about this? Remember, it's not their fault that you're upset. You just haven't yet set proper boundaries. So asking a question like, what do I really need here? Is a great way to start processing through some of your emotions first to get you into a place where you're ready to set a boundary for yourself. But if you're still, what do I need here? Well, I need them to do this and I need them to stop doing that. You're still not in a place to set a healthy boundary. Okay, that's okay. When you can own your emotions and you can take responsibility for those emotions, then you're in a place where you can explain your boundary from a place of love and you can set some clear consequences for what will happen if it isn't honored. Okay. The other point I want to make here, because this is a big, this is another point of confusion in people and things that they have around the idea of boundaries is when what they really have is a request, not a boundary. Okay, so for example, I wish my son would clean his room. (laughs) Really? That's a request, not a boundary. 
Like I, I can't have a boundary around my son cleaning his room. I can have a request for him to clean his room, but I can't make that my boundary, right? I would like my partner to be more romantic. Again, anytime I'm wanting somebody else to change their behavior, that is not setting a boundary. That is really trying to manipulate. And again, we want to stay away from that idea of manipulation. I want my boss to give me more praise. I want my friends to text back immediately when I text them. These are all requests, not boundaries. It's fine to make requests, but again, you cannot have your happiness depend on their fulfilling the request because you can't control other people. This falls under manipulation and doesn't come from a place of love to promote kindness, right? I think that's what I really want us to think about. So let me give you a for instance. So here's a scenario. So Susan's mother-in-law likes to come by the house unannounced to see her grandkids. And she often enters without knocking first. Okay. So to Susan, this is violating a boundary. But because she's continued to allow it without saying anything, her mother-in-law likely didn't know she was doing anything wrong. Right. This was just a fact of life. So then Susan decides to, out of love and self-kindness that she needs to set a boundary. So she says to her mother-in-law, you know, we love spending time with you and I'm so glad that you're able to come over because we live close enough, you can play with the grandkids and all that. But I really need you to give me a call and let me know when you'd like to stop by so I can tell you whether it's a good time right now. If you don't call first, the door may be locked and you won't be able to walk in. We may not be here or we may be in the middle of something and just not able to answer. Calling ahead would be so much better for me because I would know when to expect you and it would be better for you so you don't show up to find nobody home. Right? This is a very reasonable boundary with clear consequences if the violation occurs. So now here's the second part that's so important. If Susan doesn't follow through with her consequences, so from now on, if Susan doesn't keep her door locked and her mother-in-law comes over, comes through the door, and Susan doesn't say anything and just allows it to happen, then that message and that boundary don't really exist, right? And what can also happen is then Susan starts to feel resentment and frustration because her mother-in-law is not following the boundary. But really, who's not following the boundary, right? Because if Susan is setting the boundary for herself, then Susan needs to lock the door and not let her mother-in-law in if she drops by unannounced. That's the boundary. The boundary is for Susan and what Susan will do, what Susan needs for herself. It's not about what her mother-in-law will do. Because if Susan follows through on her boundary and she keeps her front door locked and her mother-in-law shows up and tries to come in and the door is locked, then Susan's mother-in-law gets the message, oh, she was serious. This is really what she means. And then Susan's mother-in-law has her own thoughts about that, right? So she gets to decide whether to be ticked off about it, which again, right, we can't control other people's behavior or thoughts. And if she gets angry with Susan, Susan just reiterates, hey, remember, 
I told you this. I really do need you to call. It's not because there's anything wrong with you or that we don't want you to be here with the kids. We love you being with the kids. I just need to, I just need a heads up. That's all. Right? So then Susan's mother-in-law gets to decide. Okay? Because we want to deepen that relationship. Right? Because now Susan has a boundary. Susan's mother-in-law is going to be forced to follow that boundary because the door's locked, right? And Susan's mother-in-law might actually realize, oh, Susan needs this and that's okay. This isn't about me. This is about, I just need to call before I come over. No big deal, right? So really it's increasing the love in that relationship, the connection in that relationship when we hold those boundaries, okay? So we have to set those boundaries from a place of peace and love or we really aren't ready to set the boundary. Again, if we're trying to manipulate someone else's behavior, then that's not really a boundary. That's manipulation. So then what do we do to set a healthy boundary? Well, first we have to be in that place of peace and love and thinking about what do we need for ourselves? Like what would make my life easier, provide more joy, foster a relationship? Because again, there there are other people involved in boundaries, right? Making sure I have a boundary that's for me, that's clearly stated out of love and support for myself, not out of anger and frustration from the other person. And this also takes a little bit of work on ourselves about what we think about what other people think, right? Because some people will set a boundary and then not enforce it because they're worried about hurting somebody else's feelings or that somebody else will not like them anymore. Remember, we can't control what other people think or do. We can just state our truth, hold to our boundaries, and progress with the consequences if those boundaries aren't held, right? Okay, so let's think about, so I'll give you a few of my boundaries and, and I have a work boundary, right? I do have a work boundary. So unless there is something that is already scheduled and planned, I have a time that I leave work every day, knowing that the next day the work will still be there. Now, I like that to be at least 80% of the time. There are other times where things are pre-planned that come up, meetings that I have to go to that occur outside of when I typically leave for work. I don't make that mean anything. And I don't also say, well, I'm not going to that because I have a boundary that I go home at this time. Right? There are times where for the good of my position, <laughs> I attend these meetings. But for the most part, I don't. If somebody says, hey, you know, can you stay and do such and such today? I might say, oh, hey, I'm, I'd be happy to do that tomorrow, but I really can't do that today. Do you see the difference? I'm still open to setting that time and setting that boundary, but I stick with my consequence for today. And the consequence is I leave at this time and unless it's planned, I don't do it. Also, peop, uh, my, uh, my boss knows I don't answer emails after 5 p.m. On a, on a work night. 
I'll get back to those at five o'clock the next morning. I give myself 12 hours where I'm not constantly on my email. I don't have notifications on my phone. And I take from 5 p.m. till 5 a.m. the next morning. And I don't look at my emails. I have some home boundaries. I have even some recreation boundaries. Uh, you know, our family loves to go camping. But I have some boundaries around where I'll camp. Like, don't ask me to go backpacking with you. That's a hard no for me. <laughs> because I know, A, I don't like sleeping on the hard ground. I don't like, uh, I absolutely have to have bathrooms and showers wherever we go camping. Those are my rules. Those are my boundaries. And hey, it's not about the other people, right? Because I'd love to spend a weekend with my kids going backpacking. Um, but I have a boundary. I need a bathroom and a shower. So I won't go backpacking with you. But hey, if you're going to backpack to a campsite that has showers and bathrooms, I'm all in. Let's do it. Right? So that is the boundaries. We can have boundaries, but they are for ourselves. I have boundaries around when I will go to bed. Right? I am not going to sit up. My husband knows if he says, hey, I want you to watch this movie with me. And it's 8.30 at night on a work night. I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to watch that movie with you. Let's save it and watch it on the weekend. But then guess what? I have to be okay with him watching that movie without me. And then I'll watch it on the weekend. Does that make sense? Do you see how that works? This is about me and what I need. I don't make it mean anything about the other people. It's nothing about... My kids love to go backpacking. I don't. I don't go. Not because I don't love my kids. And they know that I don't go, not because I don't love being with them, but because I have some criteria for camping. <laughs> I have some boundaries around that. Uh, boundaries help us build relationships. It helps clear as kind, Brene Brown, right? Clear as kind. When we are clear about what our needs are and what we are going to do if someone else crosses that threshold, then we are clear in what we are going to do. We have communicated to them what we will do. Then they get to decide what they will do. Right? So my kids don't call me when they go backpacking anymore. They don't even bother, right? Because they know I won't go. And that's okay. They don't make that mean anything. I don't make that mean anything. My boss knows if there's an emergency, they'll text me. Don't email me because I won't read it, right? So did that behavior change? Yeah, it did. But they don't text me every night either, right? It's only if it's that high-level emergency, I'll get a text. But they might send me an email about something knowing that I will respond to that email the next day. That's how boundaries work. So I just want us to be really clear because sometimes what I'm seeing out there, the idea of setting boundaries is coming from a place of anger and frustration and trying to control what other people will do. And I want to be really clear with you, that's really not what a boundary is. A boundary comes out of self-love. It comes out of self-care. It is communicated in a positive way and in a way that is what, what we need, not what the other people will do. 
I hope that that has helped a little. I hope that you can think about boundaries in a different way. I think in the next few weeks, we'll we'll dig a little deeper into some of the things that are important around boundaries. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, a little deeper about manuals. I've mentioned manuals before, uh, but also that idea of, you know, what I expect other people to do, like trying to be in other people's heads uh, and getting them to do things we want to do. So it's a little bit about that manipulation again, right? But also how we think about other people and what other people do. So we'll talk about that um, coming up in a few weeks. Again, if you are interested in working with me or you're interested in learning more about my ABCs on mindset, please visit my website at www.thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. Or if you want to drop me an email and ask me, knowing that I'm not going to answer after 5 p.m., but I'll answer the next day, uh, email me, katie at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. I so enjoy this time, and I'm so appreciative, appreciative of all of you loyal listeners who are listening to me on a regular basis. Uh, I sure do appreciate it. I sure do hope that you are finding um, some joy in your life by applying some of the things that we talk about every day. So have an amazing, wonderful week ahead. Look at how you can set your boundaries out of a place of peace and love and live joyfully. Take care.